Hello, and welcome to the Straight from the Line podcast, where I talk food and cooking with industry insiders. I'm your host, Jason Lynch. Today, we're speaking with Anita Stewart, culinary author, food activist, and founder of Food Day Canada. So today, I'm at the University of Guelph with my friend Anita Stewart, and uh, thanks for taking the time and walking me around the amazing campus today. Oh, you're welcome. It was great fun. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. It's nice to be able to share some of the, the, the highlights of Canadian food, the food life of, of all of Canada, really, with somebody who appreciates it like you, Jason. Well, you're such a good promoter of Canadian food. What's, what's tied you to, to Guelph University campus? Well, I'm very close, of course. I, I, live, uh, I live about 20 minutes away. And so I've been really lucky to be able to experience what's going on here. But it really is Canada's food university. And so it, it just made sense. I mean, and the more I saw, you know, over the years, I've seen many, many amazing researchers doing really cool things. And now finally, with the, with the food laureate position that I'm, I'm currently holding, um, it allows me to, you know, to tie them in, a, in a, a little bit better, tighter knot, if you would, together, build bridges between the various faculties whether it's between the College of Business and Economics, which has the hotel school and an operating restaurant, uh, as well as uh, you know, a lots of research around culinary tourism and, and economics and so forth, uh, right through to food science and, and the Ontario Agricultural College, which is a, a very old college. And, um, and again, uh, creating some of the most in- delicious ingredients uh, going. So what what are what are the neatest things here at Guelph that you that get you so excited about? You know what's what's happening here at Guelph. I mean, you, we we just finished having a quick look at the the culinary book archives, which is incredible. You know, yes, just is. amount it of is. cookbooks and um, community cookbooks, and you know that just shows so much of our heritage here in Canada. Um, but we also had the pleasure of popping into um, the biodiversity the biodiversity institute. Yes, yes, yes. So where they're working on amazing things. Yes, the barcode of life. I'm yeah. cataloging life on earth. Yeah. And, and life on earth depends on food. So, you know, it's, again, what I see at the University of Guelph is a circle. And it begins basically with that kind of research, research plant breeding, um, uh, you know, food science, food processing, uh, animal, animal husbandry, um, agronomics, uh, right through to sustainable gardening. We didn't get to see the sustainable garden. It's right now, this is uh, October. It, there will still be a lot of things in that garden. And uh, right through to food communication, agricultural communication, and then the archives where, where uh, and the, the stacks of the university library, where the, the uh, books and the, the writings about Canadian cuisine are all held. And, and so it goes, so that the researcher can decide on what else it is that they want to research by coming to the library, and away it goes again. It's a, it's a, wonderful, it's a wonderful place. It's really and, incredible. No, I mean, I know uh, what I've experienced here at Guelph today only makes me want to come back and experience more. Well, I hope you do. Um, and, and I will. Well, you have to because all, there's just so much to Yeah, and I mean, all the things I've seen just from walking around um, that I, I want to have time to do, I'm just out of time, so I'm definitely going to have to come back and spend more time. Um, but do you like this university has to be influencing in a very large way what's happening across the country? Yes, it is. I mean, not only is it influencing from an ingredient perspective, I always say that 
um, that farmers don't grow commodities, they grow ingredients so that chefs and home cooks can create civilization. Um, but it, it, at the universities, much of the fundamental research here over the last hundred and a half years has set the table in Canada, whether it's cheese making, whether it's ice cream making. William Nielsen sent his son and wife here to learn how to, because he, he wasn't a very good businessman, and he was losing his shirt. So anyway, they came and they learned how to make ice cream, and they learned also how to market it. They marketed it in bricks, and hence the William yes. Nielsen company is still in business. Yeah, they uh, ended up okay. They did all right. They really did. So with many of the cheesemakers that you know and love across Canada have had some sort of connection to the university through either a short course or, or an association with Dr. Art Hill, who's the head of food science right now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and so it goes right through to OEC 21 Barley, um, which is the foundation of the modern malting industry in Canada. And it was, it was created back in 1910 by Charles Ambrose Zavitz. Um, here at the university. Here at the university. The first hill of Yukon Gold Potatoes was dug over in Cambridge when they had a research station in Cambridge, Ontario. Uh, that research station closed, but Gary Johnston, who, who was the father of Yukon Gold Potatoes, passed away about, I think it was about six years ago now. But his collection of baby potatoes, new cultivars, is being held by the University of Guelph uh, at the Alora Research Station. There is just a, it, we haven't even started to talk about beans and legumes. I mean, they've got, they are, they are researching hundreds of varieties of beans and over, well over 100 varieties of potatoes as well. Not genetically modified. All bred, crossbred, hybridized, you know, just as it would if a bee hit your flower and then came over right. to your neighbor's garden and created a new plant. And there's some exciting stuff going on with bee research. Yes, yes. Here now. Yes, Dr. Nigel Rain has just landed from, uh, from the UK um, and he is holding the Rebanks chair uh, in pollination studies. Uh, uh, it's a it's a big deal for the university. It's going to again put the University of Guelph on a global map, not just on the Canadian map, certainly on the North American map now, but globally, for his uh, for his uh, focus on what it is about pollination that we need to know. And uh, you know, with the current uh, with the current um, dust up about the nicotinoids and mm -hmm. and various mites and disease and so forth. He's going to put it into some context, and it's interesting too because on Quirks and Quarks a couple of weeks ago, uh, he was talking as well as um, a, a lady from University of Saskatchewan, I can't remember, Professor Morrissey, I don't remember her first name, about the, the crisis in bee management across the country, and it was really, really good. Because there is quite a crisis at the moment. Yes, there is. And it's not just honeybees. It's all, you see, they, it's all bees. It's, it's all pollinators, all pollinators, but also, too, that what they're finding is that the neonicotinoids are, are affecting the, the bees as well as the insects that they're trying to control. But then there, there is a residue that's settling in the ponds of all of the, all of the wetlands. So then it's, in, then it's, it's into the, the ecosystem that feeds the birds. And so we're seeing birds and butterflies, and it think it's really, really serious. The bees, as he said in this program, are the canary in the coal mine. Uh, well, I mean, I look forward to, to the research that he does here. Yes, I do too, very much, and also to the yes, also to the papers that he will be presenting. Uh, you know, again on the world stage. Um, you know, the Biodiversity Institute is the other thing, the other the other area that I think the research there is phenomenal. I hope you come back and really get into that one because that's all about food fraud 
and it's something that the chefs community of Canada and the home cooks of Canada need to well, know about. It, yeah, I was re I was really blown away today by just the little bit that we touched on, and the sheer amount of food fraud, um, out there. And I'm aware of it, and a fair amount of chefs are aware of it. Um, so we we have to control it. But, but you don't not have the ammunition. You no. don't have the ammunition. And not that, aware of it to that extent. No, no. And that information. So if media will come back. Taking the DNA and saying this is the DNA of a bottom fish, not a not a pickerel. And today we we were shown the little test kits that are going to be launched yes. that we can actually yes. um, test ourselves and yes. and mail in and get the results texted back sent back to us on our phones. Yep. It's incredible stuff happening yes. here, yes. Um, and to be able to spend more time and delve into the food fraud side of it, um, I think would be massively beneficial for the end consumer. Because if the chefs got involved here at Guelph in that in yes. in that study and passed that on, not only would it make their supply chain, the restaurants, truer, um, so they would actually be serving what they say they're serving. Um, and some of them now may not know because of the food fraud yeah. that we were talked about today. Um, but to ensure that quality, and I mean, I, I think as you know, we we talked about today is you know as Canadians and as Canadian chefs, we owe that to our clientele, and you know it would be a filter down effect. Well, yes, exactly. I think that the chefs community of Canada are really are the agents of change for our food in Canada, and you're the ones that people are starting to listen to more and more for a lot of reasons, and I think. I think there certainly Food Network has made stars out of a number of chefs, but also too, this particular generation of chefs is um, doing it for often, most often anyway, for the right reasons. It's no longer it's no longer a a, a job that holds tremendous prestige, and you're not these are not snobs who are in the kitchen anymore. No, so it used to be that way, you know, but it isn't any longer. You're doing it because you believe in it. And, you know, all you have to do is go to the Chef's Congress, the, the various Chef's Congress or the Michael Stadlander, Stander, Stadlander and his uh, crew put on and realize just how tremendously passionate the Chefs of Canada are. Yeah, what, what's happening in culinary um, with the Chefs across the country right now is, is quite amazing. Um, yes. I've been in the industry a long time. I'm on the, you know, the older side of it. And, you know, it's just to see what's happening now is... Is incredible. It's it's a small knit community where you can just everybody's friends. You can just pick up the phone and call and ask a question or get some help. Um, so yeah, I agree. I, I think that you know what I saw today should certainly be be passed on. And the I think the easiest way to get it to the general public is through the chefs. I think so. I'm laughing when you say you're on the other side of old. Did you say that? Was that how you said it? Yes. <laughs> you're getting there. I'm on the older side. The older side. No, yeah. I don't think you are, actually. Um, there's a wonderful quotation that I like to remember every now and then because it's something that I feel, too. You know, obviously, we're all aging. I, I started my writing career in 1982. Um, and um, I think there's a, a, the, the, it's by Santayana. To be happy, first you take the measure of your powers. Then taste the fruits of your passion and learn your place in the world. In other words, when you have the experience that you have, you can make a difference. And I believe that that's our responsibility as, as good Canadians, as good human beings. Well, and you, you've made such huge contributions and you know, differences across the country with what you've done um, you know, you. With, with, with food and you know, for chefs across the country. 
Um, you, you've you know you, you've done a lot. You're you're our champion, really, um, for good food and good chefs in the country. I and hold up a mirror. All I do is hold up a mirror. Yeah, and what and you, if you happen to see something you like in it, it's because you're doing something that's very very good. So um, I consider myself lucky to have you as a friend Thank and you. for you to take the time with me at Guelph today. And hopefully, I can come back Ooh, and spend more time. Absolutely. I have yet to show you so much stuff. <laughs> I, and I'm looking forward to seeing it, it all. It would really be great. Yes. <laughs> anyway, thanks so thanks. much. Appreciate it. Yeah, God bless. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to this podcast for future episodes and follow me on Twitter, at Chef Jason Lynch. All episodes from Straight From The Wine podcast are available on my website, chefjasonlynch.com, where you can also find information about my restaurants and cookbook. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it on Twitter or review it on iTunes. Until next time, thanks for listening.